0: We'd like to welcome you back to, I believe, our sixth and final part of our, this is our health corner, the last two parts, should be the last part of the teaching for July 7th, 2013. Next question, psoriatic arthritis and pain in the tendons help. Do you have any suggestions for psoriatic arthritis? I have pain in my tendons and my feet every day from this. My response I actually have a specific protocol for this in my standard process protocol. But it's a lot of whole food supplements, a total of six, and a lot of pills. I also checked my website, the doctor-johnson.com, uh, and it listed this protocol. There's hundreds of protocols up there for silver. And you could use mild silver protein to treat a lot of different things. Arthritis, <clears throat> the psoriatic, the following psoriasis symptoms. So a lot of people will actually have psoriasis of the skin and actually get psoriatic arthritis. Um, <clears throat> the invive 5,000 mild silver protein, one tablespoon per day for 16 days and then two teaspoons per day. It uh, doesn't really say how long to do that, the two teaspoons per, per day, I would probably say for at least another 16 days. And then you can actually take, it's called AG cream. AG is the elemental name for silver ag cream and rub into the psoriasis two times a day if the psoriasis is still present uh, i think i gave a protocol for psoriasis and eczema it was in my last study or before that you should probably be able to find it if you do a keyword search now anybody can make the silver cream it's not something that's sold by and vibe you make it yourself Typically, it's best to make it with 5,000 part per million silver. What you do is you get some aloe vera gel. Try to make sure it's as pure of a gel as you can get because some are loaded with chemicals. Or you could even make it yourself, theoretically, I guess, Um, and add drops of the 5,000 part per million silver to the gel. Now, you could also do this with a lower part per million, 11 or 2. 5,000 would be the most powerful. You would add drops of the 5,000 part per million silver to the gel to the point just before it starts to liquefy. Then you can use that topically on a plethora of different things in the body. If you had, like, the white skin rashes of Candida, you could use it there. You could use it on psoriasis. You could use it on eczema. You could use it over a site that you were trying to... Um, really, just patches of skin that aren't seemingly right, areas that are just... Uh, Maybe um, where you suspect infection, Uh, toenail fungus, those types of things. Probably be better to use the straight silver on toenail fungus, though. Any place where you wouldn't suspect infection on the skin may be occurring, you could use this AG cream. Okay, you make that yourself. Anyway, uh, the silver protocol would address the immune system component of this, but the standard process protocol is more complete in that it detoxifies the liver and has the supplements to rebuild and repair the joints. So in other words, and this would apply to any arthritic case, if you have, in this particular case, there evidently must be some type of either bacterial or viral component to the psoriatic arthritis. The silver will address that component, but there's other stuff that it's not going to address. It's not going to do anything to rebuild the joints, It's not going to do anything to detoxify the liver. It might detoxify the body of things like candida. Actually, it's going to kill those. It's not going to detoxify you. That's up to your detoxification processes in the body to do that. So, the silver will not do that. It's not going to rebuild the joints. It's not going to detoxify the liver. So, it really boils down to what direction you'd like to go. I have a new product I've been using by Nate, and it's amazing for any joint case. I personally use it, and after checking the label, I realized it could replace three products listed from the standard process protocol for psoriatic arthritis. It is called, that's the J, JCTH I've been talking about. It's really good stuff. So I, it comes in a 90 or a 180 count bottle. The 180 is pretty big savings over buying two 90 count bottles, but it's more expensive. Um, as far as it's more expensive, meaning it's more expensive than buying a 90-count bottle. But it's about, I think it's like at least a $9 savings. It's a pretty, pretty good price. Um, as opposed to buying two 90-count bottles. I would say this based on the following information, the best way you can completely attack psoriatic arthritis would be the silver protocol listed. I just read that. livaplex Because remember too, there is a usually a liver detoxification component to a plethora of different health issues out there. Uh, you know, as I've stated before, liver plex, the liver does, must have a, a component with this. Plus, if psoriasis is involved, like I said, all skin cases are liver cases. So, livoplex nine a day for two months. That's a really good, strong liver detox. Typically, you do it two months if you've never done detox. Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes time for the body to do these things. The JCTH Bionate, three a day. That helps rebuild the joints. It's also good for pain. Uh, Best overall joint product I've got, by far. And then, from Standard Process, they recommend you take Dermatrophin. And I would say, if you have the psoriasis present on the skin, the Dermatrophin would be a must. If you didn't have it, you probably wouldn't need that one for a psoriatic arthritis case. And then, now, P.S., I put in here, for foot tendon pain the best way I know of how to deal with this symptomatically is a hot Epsom salt bath, foot ankle soak, 15 to 20 minutes once a day, like after work, typically before bed. It's the best, it's pure magnesium. It should really, really help that. Okay, now, I received this, some people, some listeners were emailing me about the article that came out, um, entitled, Silver Makes Antibiotics, thousands of times more effective. The antimicrobial treatment could help could help to solve modern bacterial resistance. And this is from this article from Nature magazine. Silver has been used to fight infections for thousands of years. Hippocrates first described its antimicrobial properties in 400 BC. Now a team led by James Collins, a biomedical engineer at Boston University in Massachusetts, has described how silver can disrupt bacteria... It'll do that on its own. It doesn't need antibiotics, but it has shown that the the ancient treatment could help to deal with the thoroughly modern scourge of antibiotic resistance. What is that? Well, that's when you prescribe an antibiotic, you keep prescribing it, and the bacteria will adapt and become stronger and turn into what they call super strains in order to adapt around the antibiotic from working. They're called super strains. It's it's a plague and a scourge in in basically any hospital worldwide. Um, Things like MRSA, which stands for Multiple Resistant Staph Aureus, which is that super staph that people contract on their skin. A lot of times they get it in the hospital. They don't know how to cure this stuff. They're using the most strongest antibiotics and they're barely able to do anything with it. Silver doesn't have that problem. Silver doesn't have to worry about things adapting these things cannot adapt to silver. They can to antibiotics this, these bacteria okay so this is what we're talking about here. this is what antibiotic resistance and um, this uh, the work is published in science transitional medicine. Resistance is growing while the number of new antibiotics in development is dropping, says Collins. We want to find a way to make what we have work better. Collins and his team found that silver, in the form of dissolved ions, attacks bacterial cells in two main ways. It makes the cell membrane more permeable, and it interferes with the cell's metabolism leading to an overproduction of reactive and often toxic oxygen compounds. Both mechanisms could potentially be harnessed to make today's antibiotics more effective against resistant bacteria. Basically, what they're finally confiding is the fact that, yeah, wow, we found that adding silver into an antibiotic protocol makes it much more effective (laughs) when all they would really need is the silver, okay? But they can't admit that much, they're going to say, yeah, you know, we found that, yeah, it really does help increase the effectiveness, but we still need the antibiotics. Okay, okay, granted, save a life, whatever, but I believe you can still accomplish the same with silver and better, um, particularly if, if they would ever start using the amounts of a protein intravenously, which, you know, is an incredibly powerful way to do it, but medically, that's absolutely forbidden. If, if any doctor's caught doing that, they are instantly lose their license and are probably, you know, put in the electric chair for 30 days nonstop. So, yeah, the, you, you can't do that. But this is what they're admitting to at this point. <clears throat> many antibiotics are thought to kill their targets by producing reactive oxygen compounds. And Collins and his team showed that when boosted with a small amount of silver, these drugs kill between 10 and 1,000 times as many bacteria. Okay, and this is so are antibiotics and silver compatible? Absolutely. Sure seems like they are to me. Uh not to say that I'm telling people to get on antibiotics, but this is a way to boost them uh, to an incredibly high degree. Before adding silver to antibiotics, we'll have to address the toxicity issue very carefully. Says Fowler, ingesting too much silver can also cause argyria. Now, you see all over the place, people are dropping dead from the colloidal silver, right? They're just dropping dead like flies. No, in fact, I've never seen that ever. I don't think there's ever actually been one recorded case of somebody dropping dead. But see, ingesting too much silver can cause argyria, which is where you turn like grayish blue, okay? A condition in which the skin turns blue-gray color and its effect is permanent, now, we're going to address this in at length, okay? So I'm going to let them speak what they're going to say, and then I'm going to give my response. <clears throat> the article is reproduced with permission from Nature Magazine. Okay, next article. This is from Mercola. Had a listener, Jonathan, says, uh, I just read this article in favor of colloidal silver on Joseph Mercola's website, and I was upset to see him claim that mild silver protein causes argyria. <sighs> I read this, I couldn't believe what I was reading. But the, the propaganda about silver and the disinformation about there just never ends. Okay? Um, he says, unbelievable. I want to let you know about this because so many people trust Mercola, and I figured you might like an opportunity to respond to this to put people's concerns at ease. Here is the relevant section from the article, which appears here. And he gives the link. And basically, I'm just going to read you what it's, what that particular section says. Um, what about the potential toxicity of colloidal silver? As for toxicity, the researchers found that the doses of silver required were f- small, were far smaller than the dose needed to either harm mice or cultured human cells, suggesting that oral and injectable silver should be quite safe. I'm really surprised they would actually even bring up injectable. But anyway, that said, quality is extremely important. Now here's Joseph Mccola, who doesn't really know about the subject that he's proposing to be such an expert on. okay? He um, has a medical background, and this is the line of propaganda he's been fed. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to respond to all these things point by point. With that said, is extremely important as misrepresentation of colloidal silver by less scrupulous manufacturers has in the past led to some more negative connotations. According to a commercial products report by silvercolloids.com, Here's my first. So many people give me their stuff. Silvercolloids.com. Okay? My comment. This is a website that is owned by companies that sell the weak, low part per million, ionic slash diluted colloidal silver. In other words, they and their research are, by it, are as biased as it gets. I used to sell their brand of silver called Utopia Silver, a long time ago, over, oh man, how long has it been? Has it been 15 years? I used to sell their exact brand, SilverColloids.com, the companies that owned them. One of them was Utopia Silver. There were other ones as well. They are all they all made the identical product. Okay, I used to sell theirs. I never really saw the results that I thought the research indicated colloidal silver was supposed to produce. It was 20 parts per million, um, which is incredibly weak. I mean, you took the stuff and you couldn't, it had no perceptible taste or anything. Very, very weak silver. I knew the president of the company. I was on the phone with him one time and he told me that he had more money in the styrofoam packaging of the silver than he did in what went into each bottle. Now, he wasn't going to announce this. He told this to me in confidence, thinking that I would always be with that particular, or representing, I wasn't representing, I was just selling the product. And I I came away from that thinking, man, they're really, you know, this stuff's like... You know, charging quite a bit more for it than it's actually causing them to... I mean, he's telling me the styrofoam packaging costs more than it does for them to produce this 20 part per million. SilverCollards.com is the same company that represents all of them, okay? Their research is totally biased and totally targeted at any mild silver protein to demonize it and convince you that if you take it, you're going to turn blue-gray. Um, Now... The site provides detailed labor, goes on to say, a site that provides detailed laboratory analysis of colloidal silver products. It's all biased, sure, yeah. It's, it's all going to be skewed toward the products they're selling if you can, you, you know, if you like the bias part of that, and then, you know, I guess that's your prerogative. But there are three distinctly different types of silver or silver products on the market that are labeled and sold as colloidal silver. Number one, what they refer to as true colloidal silver. Which, what I refer to is mild silver protein. And I can prove that. You can go back to antiquity. Back in the 1938 when the Food and Drug Administration, administration takeover of the, um, uh, the whole pharmaceutical industry took place. They used mild silver protein that was actually compounded directly by pharmacists and MDs at the time. You went to a doctor, you were sick, he would literally either write you a prescription or compound it in his own lab. If you wrote you a prescription, you'd go to the pharmacist down the road and they would um, literally make a batch of mild silver protein right there and give it to you. The problem was, at the time, they had not found a way to stabilize the mild silver protein. So it only had a one to two week shelf life. It was very, very hard to finally figure out how to stabilize this stuff. I'll get into that later. Envive figured out a way to do it. Um, The guy that did it actually was an MD and he said God showed him how to do it. He was gone not too long after that. They believe he was assassinated. It would be that big of a threat to the medical profession. And um, nobody else has figured out how to stabilize mouse silver protein other than Invive Silver. That I'm aware of, I don't know of any other product that's figured out how to do it. And this is why a lot of mild silver protein companies would go out of business very quickly because they didn't their their products had no shelf life. I remember even the Utopia silver that I had on the shelf um, after I switched over to invive What ended up happening is, is within I think it was a year, all the silver in that low part per million solution was at the bottom of the of the of the bottle. All of it had fallen out of solution. If it's in that form, it's worthless. It's actually toxic at that point. You don't even want to mess with it. The Invive Silver, they've never had one bottle yet that has ever fallen out of solution. And the company's been around since 1993. The current expiration dates on the bottles are, I think, 2026. And that's only there for, for uh, FDA purposes. Actually, they write it on the, on the cap. It's, they've never actually had a bottle fall out of solution. He thinks that they'll probably be good for a hundred years, each bottle, the owner of the company. That's what he's speculating, but, in other words, it's an extremely stable product, okay? So, this is the company, SilverColloids.com, that he's basing all of his research on. I know, I used to work with them, okay? Used to sell their product. And when I, um, well I've told this story before how I found out about it I was at a Christian conference in um, Bellevue, Florida and speaking and I I had this silver with me I had the Utopia silver I used to sell with me and I was talking about it and doing a little presentation on that and I fixed some other things as well and I had a guy come up to me during the break, the first break and I'm trying to remember he was a regular guy it was three, three different people. Three different people that were not there together. Okay, Comes up to me and says, the first guy, yeah, you ought to really look into this in Vive Silver. It's it's amazing. It did this and this and this for me. And I thought, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'm open-minded. I, I wouldn't mind checking it out a little bit. And then the next break, another person comes up to me. It's a veterinarian. And he talks about the same silver, this envived silver. And none of these people are trying to sell me anything. It's not like they were had the silver with them and they are trying to make a profit. They were just coming up to me unsolicited. And he says the same thing, the same company. And he, It's not like these guys are all riding together and they've all got this planned out to try to target me. It's a veterinarian. Tells me that he has piped this down horse's throats and seen them miraculously cured of different things. And I'm like, wow. Same brand. I never even heard of this stuff. And then the last guy, I believe was an MD, and he came up to me and he told me how he was using it in his practice and seeing miracles with patients. I'm like, listen, the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. So I go home and what got me into uh, alternative health care was a poorly functioning immune system, among other things. And, And I always struggle with my immune system and I started taking this stuff. Not in high doses or anything, but I noticed an immediate difference with my own immune system. And I'm very sensitive in that regard. I know when something's helping me. And I saw a huge difference. Then I started implementing it with patients and saw huge differences. Differences I never saw with the low part per million, 20 part per million stuff. Never saw that. Well, when you're using something that's 5,000 parts per million compared to 20 parts per million, you do the math. (laughs) Uh, We're talking... Unbelievably strong. It's 250 times stronger than the utopia. Okay? 250 times stronger, drop for drop, teaspoon for teaspoon. Okay, so that's a big reason. And the thing is, is the reason that a lot of these other companies exist and demonize, try to demonize... If it's a mild silver protein that isn't stabilized properly, yeah, I wouldn't want to take that really either because it doesn't—it's not going to have a very good shelf life, and it's probably manufactured under poor manufacturing processes. I'm going to get into how Inviv is manufactured a little bit later, um, but this stuff is just like night and day with other colloidal silvers. So I view the mild silver protein as real. True colloidal silver, what it was viewed as real, true colloidal silver all the way back into the 1920s, '30s. now when 1939 rolled around FDA Food and Drug Administration takeover, that is when they started bringing in antibiotics and started saying bye bye to silver because silver was actually the mouse silver protein was actually curing stuff, even though what they were making was highly unstable. It was curing stuff. they have no, they have no financial interest in curing anything the pharmaceutical companies. They want to get you on a drug that is going to cover up your symptoms and allow everything to fester underneath and get worse until you're finally either a candidate for another one of their drugs or you're a surgical candidate. That's how they make their money. It's called reoccurring revenue. Okay? Something that cures something like mild silver protein, they have no interest in that. None. So this is this is the this is what we're dealing with here. Um, they're saying three forms of silver, uh, true colloidal silver, ionic silver, and then silver protein, which they demonize. Then he says, due to high concentrations of large silver particles, that's garbage. Our, uh, the envived silver has absolutely, totally uniform particles. I will get into that. Silver protein products are known to cause argyria. That's another total lie from the pit of hell, which turns your skin blue gray color. I've never met one person that has taken mild silver protein and was gray. There's never been one reported case of anyone ever taking in five of a protein turning gray. Okay. Um, I'm going to get into this in a second, but suffice it to say the people that are turning gray are the ones that make it themselves with their own little generators and drink 16 ounces a day. And I've met them. Okay. But let's go further. I'll come back to this. um, when purchasing colloidal silver, it's very important to avoid silver protein formulas. Thank you, Doctor Marcola, for such wonderful, wonderful, totally false, evil advice. Um, this is just beyond a totally ignorant statement. And again, this is why you have to really do your homework on who you end up, you know, trusting. There's a lot of things with Marcola; he's very new age, and um, there's a lot of things you have to take with a grain of salt on his website. Then he goes on to say, true colloidal silver formulas um, seems to be the most recommended. Comment. Yes, you're right. But Invibe mild silver protein is true colloidal silver. Uh, then he goes on to say, but ionic silver could probably also be used. <laughs> this guy's so ignorant. Ionic silver is the one thing you don't want to be putting in your body. And I'm going to explain why later. If you take ionic silver products, according to the manufacturer's recommended dosage, ionic silver will not cause argyria. That is the biggest lie that he told yet. Okay, ionic silver is by far the main type of silver that causes argyria, which is where you turn gray blue. Okay, see my extensive report below. Now, I'm not going to get into this whole thing because it's, if you want to know about this, I'm giving, posting here a ton of information that you can examine this product in depth. I want to give you the cliff note version for time's sake. Okay, this is my newsletter, Colloidal Silver Safety Issues, Home Silver Generators, and the Blue Man. The truth about electrically produced liquid silver and silver generators. Learn the difference between ionic silver and true colloidal particulate silver. Okay, my comment, I have received several email inquiries, see one below, regarding the web link posted about the blue man. And I don't mean the blue man, the the ones that are in like Vegas and they like play the drums and they're all dressed up in blue. I don't mean those guys. I mean the people that that they they um like a dog and pony show parade them around on TV and say, this is what's gonna happen if you take a loyal silver. So nobody will ever do it and take it. Okay? Um so I thought it necessary to address this issue thoroughly. The subject is also addressed in the um, audio interview below, but actually that audio interview isn't active anymore. But I give you the links to my, my, um, my uh, PowerPoint presentations on YouTube where I do address the colloidal silver subject even more thoroughly than this. Learn why 95% of what is being sold as colloidal silver is actually ionic silver with very little therapeutic properties. And it is this type of silver that causes argyria turning blue-gray. Whereas true particulate colloidal silver, like in Vive mild silver protein, has never had one reported case of Argyria. Ever. Oh, another thing. I had a listener the other day email me. He's like, can't believe you sold me this. I got this stuff, and, and it's, it's, it's brown, and it tastes terrible. It, I, if you don't believe me, I'll send you pictures. I'm like, oh my word. It's 250 to 1,000 times more powerful than what you're typically going to buy in a health food store. It's, therefore, it is 250 to 1,000 times more concentrated. It does not taste good. Okay, This is another reason I like the organic peppermint oil. Because you can take it, hit your tongue, you just basically um, don't even put a full drop on your finger, just like shake it against your finger, put, hit your tongue, and then if you're going to do any kind of dose of the silver... You're going to taste peppermint way more than you're going to taste the mild of protein. It's concentrated. It's a. It's supposed to be that color. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so let's go further here. Um, this is. This was in the news yesterday. Some YouTube clip of the Silverman. Okay, please watch it. Tell me what you think. Okay, my response. Please understand, and it and it, it showed this guy that was literally. I mean gray blue. Totally. Um, my response. Please understand this is an extremely isolated example, and this is not regarding true colloidal silver, but the cheap ionic silver made via a home generator. It even shows the little cheap generator he uses. Okay? This stuff I have this is the stuff I have warned about for quite some time. There has never been a single case of Argeria turning blue, gray, from taking the imbibe mild silver protein because of the way it is made is totally different and superior than this inferior grade silver that is highlighted, unstable inferior grade silver that is, uh, that is highlighted in the, in the link you forwarded. Studies show that mild silver protein is excreted via the feces by nine, 90% via the feces. This is excess mild silver protein in your body. 90% is excreted in the feces, and 10% is excreted in the urine. When talking about taking silver internally and the risks of argyria, okay, from Wikipedia, we read, argyria is not a serious or fatal condition. Okay, it's not like these people get argyria and die. They, they get it and they live just the same. Okay. It's not a serious or fatal condition. While the skin discoloration may be confused for other conditions, there are no physiologic implications for the patient. In other words, this is a totally benign, purely cosmetic condition. Almost all cases of argyria result from exposure to the use of ionic silver, which is the kind that is primarily made with the home silver generators, or electrically made. Silver oxide or silver nitrate, okay? Which is a totally different substance than true particulate in 5 miles silver protein. You're dealing with apples and oranges here, okay? I met a lady, I've met several people. I met a lady in Wichita when I was there doing the uh, DVD for the Prophecy Club for the Avion Flute. She came up to me all almost proud. She totally looked morbidly gray. She's like, Yep, I take the, the it's almost like she wanted to make sure I knew that that, that she didn't do the invive and that she was making it herself and what a success story she was. She comes up to me, she looks fresh out of the casket, morbidly grey. I mean, really, really creepy looking. And she says, Yep, I I do the Ionic Silver, I make it myself, and I drink sixteen ounces a day. And I don't get sick, but it turned me grey. I'm like, well, okay, you know, it's just your prerogative. That's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I met—I've met a guy at uh, Bellevue, speaking down there. He—he he was morbidly gray, and he—he he wasn't as bad as her, but he looked like—I mean, these people would look like you would think somebody would look at end-stage cancer. It's kind of how it will make. But again, both cases, I verified it personally. Both cases. Home generators, drinking way more per day than they need to. That stuff is so, so unstable when you make it yourself, it has a very, very, very short life before it starts to literally fall out of solution. So they're literally making it every day. It has almost no shelf life at all. The miles Silver Protein probably has up to 100 years, Okay, but at least, I think, 15 years, bare minimum. They've never had a bottle fall out of solution. So it's extremely stable. The ionic silver is the exact polar opposite. And what it's producing is totally different than what's in Imbibe. Now, one of the few confirmed cases of Argyria, this is back to the Wikipedia article, one of the few confirmed cases of Argyria caused by colloidal silver is that of Stan Jones, a Montana libertarian candidate for the U.S. Senate in 2002 and 2006, who overdosed on colloidal silver. Mr. Jones, colloidal silver was a home-prepared solution made via an ionic silver generator, okay? Just like the web video link cited above of the Blue Man, okay? They're always making it themselves and drinking way more than they need to be drinking, okay? Um, so he began taking it in 1999 due to fears of anti-box being unavailable due to the Y2K bug. So, anyway, that's all referenced there if you want to know more about that. Now, um Envive mild silver protein is very stable, has a minimum 15-year shelf life. The company started in 1993. They stole perfectly good bottles from 1993. Current InVive colloidal silver expiration dates are for the year, it's 2025-2026, I forget, it's around in there, uh, but that is purely there for FDA purposes. There's no colloidal silver in any form that can even come close to the shelf life or potency. Um another one of my comments. Inviatomile silver protein is made under pharmaceutical GMP which stands for good manufacturing practices with double check off list. The silver that is used is the finest available. It's the same silver used in the 1938 edition of the 12th volume of the British Encyclopedia of Medical Practice Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons. The compounds used to make this silver are identical as the silver compounds used in burn wards across America. As a result they can achieve uniform particles size between 0.3 microns which is something most companies have a very hard time doing. Remember what they were saying before? Oh, the mild silver protein the particle size is all over the board. No, these are uniform particle size. uh, 0.3 microns. So they're not all these things that they try to accuse mild silver protein of and Vive is not any of them. Uh, Today's modern antibiotics kill over 100,000 Americans per year and causes horrendous liver and kidney damage, failure and death. Whereas pre-1938 mild silver protein formulation has never caused one death. This is how they get around a lot of the FDA stuff. They use the pre-1938 formula and they're able to get around certain FDA things, I guess, with InVive. So, that's pretty much all I've got for um, today. I also, there's more information on this. If you want to know more about... Let me read you this one other thing before I, I close. Um, it's This actually explains to you the concept of why silver processed in the right way is not toxic. It's easy to misunderstand the whole concept and nature of taking mild silver protein. A mild silver protein processed in the proper way, that's key, has a valence or a charge that is plus one. Okay. The actual metal Ag, silver, has a plus one valence or charge. Okay, not plus two, plus one. Therefore, it does not oxidize into a toxic form and is considered a dulciment, which is um, a dulciment means it's soothing to the tissues, essentially. Silver does not have the same characteristic or valence of other heavy metals such as lead or mercury. Now, the answer why mild silver protein processed in the proper way is not toxic is an undeniable chemistry fact that follows. Number one, silver's valence makes it non toxic. The valence or charge of the element of silver, Ag, is plus one in the periodic table. Hence, AG's, silver valence, makes it non-toxic. Mercury and other heavy metals have a plus-two valence. These are the types of metals that tend to get into the soft tissue and stay there. Mercury, lead, those types of things. Valence is, um, the plus-one valence is non-toxic, but the plus-two valence is toxic. The second plus is toxic because the second valence causes mercury and other heavy metals to be oxidized into a toxic form. Uh, Silver is a means meaning that silver is soothed into the tissues. This is evidenced by silver, known is used in every burn ward in the United States. Namely, it's called sulfur sulfadiazine. Sulfur sulfadiazine is used in prodigious amounts with severely burned patients whose prognosis would be death if it were not for the silver used in their infections. Conventional antibiotics in the amounts necessary to stop the infections are so toxic that they would kill patients if used in the same manner. Vast quantities of silver are absorbed by thousands of burn patients via the skin and tissues and then are carried by the bloodstream of the burn victims. The silver has proven to have no negative side effects on the organs of the uh, on the other organs of the body. The fact has been proven by decades of usage in every burn ward in America. Meaning, they're putting prodigious amounts of this sulfur sulfadiazine on these people, This stuff is absorbing into their body. If silver was toxic in the amounts they're applying it, these people would all be dropping dead. But none of them drop dead. Okay, Remember what I said, silver processed in the proper way. 90% is eliminated in the feces, 10% via the urine. The only kind that builds up in the soft tissue is this garbage ionic silver. And possibly garbage mild silver protein made by unscrupulous companies. I'm not going to speak on their behalf, but I can see how that could be the case. But the ionic silver, by far, is the kind that stays in the soft tissue, the kind that your body doesn't get rid of. Well, how do you know that? Because all the blue men are the ones that make it with their generators. Every every case I've cited so far, the two I met personally, the, the, the guy that was running for political office, and the blue man... Every one of them are making it with their little generator, which produces basically 100% ionic silver. Not colloidal silver, it's electrically generated ionic silver. That's the type of stuff that builds up in the soft tissues. Um, I can get into the reason for that in a second, I'll, I'll touch on that. I'll, get, I'll give you the physiological reason. Um, here's another point. Viral loads of patients are reduced to near insignificant levels with the use of this mild silver protein. This is a fact. Indeed, what is considered conventional is actually unconventional as silver has been used in medicine since the 1800s. Whereas, conventional antibiotics have only been used since 1947. But I told you the reason why they stopped using them. (laughs) They don't like cures and they, they really weren't able to patent it either because it's, it's a natural substance. That's another reason. Um, Treating a patient with conventional antibiotics for years would lead to antibiotics resistance, which we talked about earlier. There's no antibiotic resistance from silver because as soon as the pathogens come in contact with the silver, they're killed immediately. Therefore, there are no wounded pathogens to mutate into virulent forms of disease. That's a really important point. This is why there's no silver resistance that that bacteria or viruses develop because they can't. Um, the risk factor for taking silver is zero according to the FDA's own Department of Public Health Service Center for Drug Evaluation Research Office for Training, Communication, Freedom of Information staff. Um, Here's the whole letter if you want to read it. Um, It basically is reiterating what we've already kind of talked about. Now here, the next part, The truth about electrically produced liquid silver and silver generators Learn the difference between ionic silver and true colloidal particulate. Um, Some of this is a little bit redundant. I've already kind of covered some of this. And I'm trying to see if I can find the one part where it specifically deals with electrically produced silver. I just don't want this to get too technical. What kind of silver does electrolysis, silver generators, produce? Now, This would include the Utopia Silver, the silvercolloids.com, because they make theirs electrically. Okay, they admit it. Now, do they make a higher quality electrically than you can produce with your own little generator? Sure, it's higher quality. It's a much higher particulate amount. It's a much lower ionic amount than you would... um, than you would get if, like, you produced it yourself. If you produce it yourself, you're, you're making almost 100% ionic silver, okay? But it's still a very, very weak, low part per million, ionically, electrically made silver. And Vibe Silver is not electrically produced. It's produced totally differently. Again, it's like apples and oranges. So... Listen, if, if you, if this is all you've got for end time scenario stuff and you have a silver generator and, I mean, listen, do what you gotta do. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's no benefit to it at all. It's just that if you're gonna do this stuff long term and you're gonna do it in any kind of copious amount, you're, you're taking a risk that you might contract Argeria. I, I, you know, I'm, I've met people that have had this happen to them. Um, it is an inferior grade. If it's all you got though, listen, do what you have to do. I understand that. Um, going further, what kind of silver does electrolysis, the silver generators produce? I'm um, try not to make this too complicated. When electric current passes through silver, some silver atoms interface with the water and release an electron, changing the atom into an ion. This is ionic silver. Whereas true particulate colloidal silver is not water-soluble, silver ions are water-soluble. So the silver ions simply dissolve in the water, producing an ionic silver solution. This is known as uh, the electrolysis process. With an electrolysis process, some of the ions in close proximity to the anode will take on an electron from the current passing through and change back into uh, the ion, back into an atom. These atoms are attracted to other atoms, by van der Waals forces and thus form small metallic particles. This this is how both ions and particles are produced by the electrolysis. Process, the electrolysis process. The particles would be considered more true colloidal silver. The ions would be considered ionic silver. Okay. Typically, ninety to ninety nine percent of the silver leaving the anode when you're when you're producing this stuff electrically. 90 to 90% of the silver leaving the anode stays in ionic form while about 1 to 10% forms the particles. The particulate silver would be considered true colloidal particulate silver. It's what? In 5-mile silver protein is 100%. Only 1 to 10% of what is typically sold, and particularly with these generators, is actually real colloidal silver. The ionic solution is also very unstable because the solution of silver ions is missing an electron in the outer shell and therefore will readily combine with other elements in the bloodstream which reduces the ionic silver's useful half-life in the body to approximately 7 seconds before it becomes inert and useless. You take ionic silver, let's say you take your 16 ounces a day, Gulp it down, say so you hold it in your mouth as far as long as you can you swallow it. Okay? The ones the silver solution that gets into the bloodstream via the sublingual absor- absorption in the mouth, as soon as it hits the chloride in the blood, it forms silver chloride, which is essentially useless in the body. It's 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 why it only has a seven second half life or seven second useful life in the body, ionic silver. If the ion silver gets into the stomach, it combines with the chlorides, the hydrochloric acid in the stomach, and there it's it's worthless again. Second, second, seven second useful life. So yes, you'll get some benefit, but it's highly unstable. It, it, this is the kind of silver that stays in the soft tissue. You have about a second, seven second useful life, but sure, you can derive some benefit from that. Because Ionic Silver, also because Ionic Silver is so unstable, it has a short shelf life before it will start to precipitate out of solution, fall to the bottom of the container. Um, that is why some—that's why people make it every day. They make it fresh. Because this stuff starts falling out of solution so fast. Um, that is why some unscrupulous manufacturers actually tell you to shake your bottle. Oh man, if you have to shake your silver, it's that's about as bad as it gets it's already precipitated out of solution and it's totally worthless and toxic to you okay so that is not something you want to do and shake your bottle um, uh, anyway some widely available ionic silvers actually have no silver particles in them at all <laughs> they've just got no no real silver particles it's, it's all ionic the way ionic silver producers fool you is that ionic solutions do have effectiveness topically when they're used on the surface of the skin and work topically because they cannot combine with the chloride elements in the blood. Remember what I said? It gets into the blood, you absorb it sublingually. Once it hits the chlorides in the blood, silver chloride, useless. Seven second, useful life. Hits the chlorides in the stomach, useless. Okay, Put it on the skin... You don't have all these chlorides on the skin. You can actually use it that way topically. So you can use it topically, the silver generators, at a much higher success rate. Um, So what happens when ionic silver is ingested as opposed to true colloidal particulate silver? What the ionic silver producers don't tell you is that upon sublingual... Absorption held under the tongue, ionic silver will combine with the chloride molecules in the bloodstream within 7 seconds, and quickly be converted into silver chloride, which is an inferior, inert, insoluble form of silver. Okay? This happens because ionic silver is missing an electron in the outer shell, causing it to immediately combine with the chlorides in the blood, rendering the ionic silver useless and inert. Whereas true colloidal particulate silver will be unaffected by the chlorides in the bloodstream, allowing colloidal silver particulate silver to uh, circulate freely to eradicate anything of a viral, bacterial, or fungal origin. And then I told you what happens when it gets into the stomach. It combines with the chlorides in the stomach, same deal. Forms useless uh, silver chloride. this goes way further into other questions you could run into about this. I'm not going to get into all of them. It's just too much to try to cover. I don't want to. I'm sure that what I just said probably was overwhelming for a lot of people. But I give you the the um, some of the videos I've done. Colloidal silver, mild silver protein, its uses and its history. Uh, it's my PowerPoint presentation. I'm going to go ahead and highlight that. So, you, and then my presentation avion flu population control h5n1 biological warfare five parts and then avion flu pandemics what to expect and how to prepare which is actually a updated version of the dvd that was made via the prophecy club when i did that 14 city tour it's updated so it's actually more current you don't see me speak but you're seeing the powerpoints which is what's really important anyway um so that's there and that's it that's all we have for today so I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us. We praise you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. I do pray, God, wherever your truth or your word is being preached worldwide, that you would bless it, that you would use the body of Christ um, mightily for your glory, Lord, that you would use them to win many souls to the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would forgive us of any and all sins we've committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray, amen.